0: welcome back to music sounds better with two i'm julie and i'm that and there's somebody else in the room we're not going to do the whole thing where podcasters like do when they have a guest on (laughs) they do their like introduction like pretend like the guest isn't here and then suddenly like wheel them out later we're not going to do that that's ridiculous um sarah would you like to introduce yourself please I feel like, like I've for been,
1: 11. I feel like I've been robbed of my introduction a little bit there fully, but okay. <laughs> uh, <no.
0: laughs>
1: I'm Sarah, hi, here to talk more about Hamilton and share my, my outrage.
0: That's what she does for the living, she talks, the a professional Hamilton uh, um, Aye, and she shares here. outrage, shares mm, outrage it. all the time. Yeah, yeah. and um, don't, don't hide your light under a bushel, Sarah, you also have a podcast. <laughs> Please feel free to use this space as um, the promotion. plug. Mm-hmm. Gladly.
1: We have a podcast that's not like this. It's called Raising Spirits. And we talk about Scottish ghost stories, folklore, spooky shit. And we do that every, every two weeks. We have a new episode up. We're kind of new, but feel free. If you like musicals, you might also like ghost stories. They're not related, but listen to us anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah. I guess if you like, just people... I, yeah, I was They're talking, talking shit.
1: it a sh-
2: each theme. Aye? Like Phantom of the Opera, Phantoms, Ghosts,
0: we're in the same realm.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, there's, yeah. I, there's <laughs> well, the, six the degrees fact, of separation.
0: The Phantom <laughs> <about> of <laughs> the Opera thing, but I think you're confusing <laughs> with some something that happened off-camera, off-night, nuts. Oh, I don't God, think we ever exposed our listeners to our Phantom of the Opera fan fiction. Oh, the fan-fics? No, no, no. But I was just
2: meaning like how ghosts are still in musicals somehow. Oh, somewhere. yeah, that. But <laughs>
0: <Awesome. laughs> they've the fi- given away that me that Natalie read <laughs> um, some Phantom of the Opera fan fiction. Kind of wish I hadn't done that. Oh, <clears throat> no, they would have
2: they came out eventually we'd do the Phantom of the Opera episode eventually somewhere oh. down the line. <laughs>
0: let's let's not even get into that uh so yeah thanks to everyone that listened to part one of our hamilton podcast and we're back with part two very much controversial second half of hamilton yeah Uh, is that controversial well just controversial (sighs) in the sense that i think a lot of people. Seem to come forward and say. I didn't say come forward as if it's like a like, like confessional or something. I'm not sure why I said that, but confess people, your sins. People come out and yeah, well, it is a sin because people come out and say, oh, I've listened to the first half so many times, and then I just think, oh, like I can't now bring myself to finish right. the story for some reason. Well, it was a bit long. <laughs> the hang
2: it is quite long. It's very long.
0: Folk, it's long. And I think.
2: I think the way that I've watched it this time which is, do the two halves completely separately, has been very beneficial. I actually agree. Aye,
0: I was too much all at the one time. Sarah and I watched it together remotely last night, and I, I must say, there was not one, but two occasions where Sarah was like, are you crying? You lifted your glasses <laughs> away from your face, Julie. Are you crying? I've and just... I have, like, I think I cried. I'm pretty sure I cried the first time round when I ever saw mm-hmm. it, and mm-hmm. then I've yeah. kind of like sporadically wept. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've sporadically yeah. wept the whole of lockdown like, that.
2: Uh, really <laughs> but that's fair. So, so lots of people.
0: Yeah, like crying's just become a part of my daily uh, existence, no matter what's going on. But yeah um, yeah there was something about last night it really emotionally impacted me and um, i think i mentioned natalie who was lying in the bath watching it later on that i evening was and she's mm-hmm. like i'm lying in the bath dry-eyed and unemotional yeah. i know but I, guess, I was managed pure... to get rid of that blockage dude. no but i was like pure fully enjoying it i was like see to be honest the second half just as good as the first half it's just pure different and to be yeah. fair natalie listens huh? to the macarena in the dark in silence and doesn't, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't do the dance so... anything I... just lies in a dark room listening to the macarena which I, is the I'm a pure... revelation. <laughs> I should have her on as a guest on raising spirits What's your creepiest moment? At, speaking like, shit. just like crying, listening to the Macarena without moving. Just mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll
2: appear See any emotional response to uh, ha- that I have to anything, mm-hmm. you should be having the opposite if you're a healthy individual. Right. <laughs> so
1: That's crying at Hamilton. Good. Not, I don't think I've ever cried at Hamilton. I love Hamilton. Never cried about it. I literally
0: it. thought you were going to say I don't think I've ever cried. Actually, you and <laughs> Natalie will <laughs> probably go on quite well because I, I'm definitely a very emotionally available person, but I think both of you are quite good at mm. containing yourselves.
2: Mm. Oh, i until I have a mega emotional breakdown at like 37,000 feet watching some sort of <laughs> movie with strangers it is probably. Nodding. <laughs> I don't I think
1: I've had a breakdown in a plane, but yeah, like... Mm. I will respond to the most huge, dramatic life altering news with, Yeah. Oh, g- cool, cool. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then, like, something very minor will happen, like, if I spill my coffee or, like, stub my toe, to, like, I, my response is I'm crying on the floor and I will not be Agreed. concerned. Yeah. I think that's the healthy way to process emotion and I'll hear
0: no more about it. <laughs> I'm enjoying the bonding sessions already happening here, yeah, me guys. Yeah, It's, it's me a too. beautiful moment. So yeah, I, I do think um, I think the conversation we'd had, Natalie, was that it's it, there's something about giving Hamilton room to be mm-hmm. digested, yeah, over a period of time that that seems yeah. to uh, um, yeah. kind of quicken your responses when yeah, you go back yeah. in for the second half, so you don't feel so steamrolled. Mm-hmm. Kind so first half yeah. that you can't properly process what's happening mm-hmm. and what is actually a very emotional second half of a music. Yeah.
1: And so much happens. So I've never watched it separately before. So I kind of have been thinking of it as like one piece, but cause we only watched it from the intermission last night and there was bits and I was going, I thought that was the first half. And then I was like watching it and I was like, oh my god, they really fit a lot in. The yeah, first half I was like yes, so I, said, much. I understand there's a lot in the first half. It's him from childhood right up until like I guess the end of the war. But <laughs> I'm like in the second half just like they fit a lot in. He's got his affair, oh. some duels, people die left, right, and centre. Washington resigns. And, and the whole time I'm just like, oh my god, like I... most of his life. Like, it fits yeah. an A.
2: Yeah. The second half, sure, Definitely, to me, sort of fitted the mould more of a, like, sort of Shakespearean tragedy thing. Like, the second mm-hmm. half of it is very much along that line, mm-hmm. which I was enjoying.
0: Yeah, she likes okay. that. I
2: love when bodies let her
0: the stage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think you can tell by our intro this week that we just cannot wait to get started. So, mm-hmm. without further ado, here's the episode, guys. Uh, enjoy! <laughs> So Sarah's immediately coming for me, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Here we I listened
1: to part I listened to part one. She's, to part
0: re- one. she's requested uh she's requested one minute on the stands to bring forth evidence against <coughs> my um, disdain okay. towards dear Theodosia. Sarah, would you like to kick us off with with um, our, our like, friendship potentially being ruined?
1: You know what? Okay, because I think I listened to part one. I listened to your points, and I think that you had valid points. So, I'm going to just counteract what you said. Right. And then That's our fair. friendship will remain intact in the end. Okay. That's fine. So, Dear Theodosia. Consent.
0: Just like I, I said to the Zoom women, I survived.
1: <laughs> so Dear Theodosia, I will say it's not my favourite song in the first half, but it's up there. I think Wait For It is actually my favourite song, which is the other Aaron Burr, like Big Number. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Okay, so I understand where you were coming from with Hamilton is actually kind of like a shit dad, right? And he sings this whole song about how he's going to be there and he's going to be great and he's whatever. Mm-hmm. But this was his first child. He didn't know yet he was going to be shit, right? Like, he
0: went in there <laughs> completely <laughs> blind. You never do until you are suddenly being <laughs> I,
1: uh, You never. You never walk into a test thinking you're going to fail it. You go in with the best of intentions. Mm. That was him as a father. And I think the... Thing i enjoy, and we spoke on it a little bit when we were watching the episode last night um, the episode, the second half last night we spoke about aaron Burton and hamilton being like two sides of the same coin and i think like that song i think is that point where it really hits you over the head where you're like these people seem so different but at that point in time they were still friends and they're, it's very much i think showing their characters walking that same path in life they have their kids around the same time they're sharing this experience this huge thing that could have brought them together and let them at that point form a bond but because and I think I don't I don't really know like historically how great they were, but from the musical, it seemed as if both of them actually continued to focus so much on their careers that both of them I think struggled a little bit and actually the parent inside of things. Mm. But in the mind this was hundred years ago and dads probably looked a little different in in that time from what we yeah, agree. Yeah, so yeah but and also from the point of view of Hamilton grew up incredibly poor with no dad so to him being a good dad was probably I'm going to make sure that our country's in a good position for my family I'm going to make sure that our family has finances to live because to him it wasn't emotional support that was important because he doesn't really understand what that looked like to him it was financial Mm, and that's his level of success I like it being a good dad is because even in the song he's talking about um like the country being ready for them
0: Mm -hmm.
1: being born into it so to him I think being a good dad was I have to win this war I have to do what I can for the country. And those were all achievable goals for him which kind of makes sense. That was his passion so his passion was America and then the country being what it was and he wanted to do that for his children so while he might not have been there emotionally or support wise because he was off doing this to him that was like his ultimate love was I Mm -hmm. have to do everything I can in my career because it's not just a job and it's not just bringing home money it's changing the destiny of lives of everyone in this Mm -hmm. country to make them be free and live independently and I think that's why Theodosia is beautiful
0: okay i think you're wrong <laughs> well to be, <laughs> to be fair would, after yeah. listening to that i think i'm wrong yeah <laughs> you've really you've really made me look at it in a different light mm. I, I, yeah um I think cool, it and it seems has... so obvious i think i think we have such a 2021 idea of what a dad a good dad looks yeah. like yeah. that mm-hmm. we can't imagine how different it must what what priorities they would have had then at a time where they desperately needed a new set of priorities. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. we're living with the luxury of living in a relatively free society. Hmm. Um, yeah. I'm not even sure I, like, that's probably... I know. The one, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, in terms mm. of we don't have actual yeah. wars going on that we need to win in order to live as free people. Yeah. No.
1: Yeah, I think that... Um now our idea of good fathers or good parenting or even of love in general looks very different to what it would have been considered in that time um both privately and socially like what was expected the standard for what people and what families looked like I think was just very different Um, so I think that to him I'm going to do the best for my child and I want them to have the best life possible to him and I have to succeed in my job because to him, whether it's the case or not to him, that was the be all and end all. It was a make or break moment for the entire country and that now affected not just himself, but his kids. Um, and both him and Burr in that moment are talking about, we're going to make this country be great for you. How they wanted to do that was very different, but they had that same goal in mind of, what we need is to have this country be like a great thing and be in a really good position so that then our kids have this great life they went about it in different ways and wanted different end goals but they went in for the same reason and I think that song was really good for showing that like they both just wanted to do what they had thought themselves was like their best thing for their families
0: yeah the best that they could do
1: Mm mm-hmm
2: thanks sarah that's awesome yeah i like that <laughs> maybe yeah, me- we can talk about part two
1: because really, that wasn't yeah yeah that's like made me feel a lot of things i think yeah it's
2: made me. me feel a bit less i maybe... i don't want to say cynical cause i'm not but like i feel like because because i've said already in episode one that i see quite a lot of myself in hamilton that like maybe it's made me feel like a bit less cynical about the fact that he was more in love with the idea of being a dad than an actual dad like maybe he was thinking about the future and like better in the world around him and not just Mm -hmm. you know
0: yeah
1: Yeah.
0: i think not just having a beard and pouring out a baby chino (laughs) (laughs) for for young philip i'm not saying all dads in 2021 look like that but that is just (laughs) <laughs> suddenly, it was something daft that came into my mind. If you're a, if you're a bearded father that, um, you know, pours but your child the child baby tea, no more power to you. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it was but, the kind mm-hmm. of silliest thing I could think of in the moment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, let's do it, guys. Part two. Um, shall we go track by track? I think that's going to be the easiest way of navigating this we can do i will say i wrote a list of all the tracks in act two and there's a lot of them there's a lot of them we finally found someone to rival me in the note taking stakes i love uh, it because i never
1: briefest. have any i did the briefest of notes and it was because um i was nervous
0: <laughs> Oh if I sit down weird. and
1: forget everything that happens in it, i like, no. I think there was a guy called Hamilton, I don't know. <laughs> the
0: descent into chaos that we take every weekend doing this podcast should not <laughs> cause anybody I, to yeah. feel any kind of
2: No, I was going to say, no one ever needs to justify ever needing to make notes, like that's what mm. normal people do, I'm just a psychopath. Because
1: <laughs> 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 we talked i
2: have been on air for
0: five weeks before Natalie knew we were doing a podcast <laughs> this week. You just sent like, me what? a file and I'm speaking on it. Skin on there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, we were talking about stuff last night as we were watching, and then Julie kept just go, don't forget that, don't forget that. So I'm like messenger like sending our messages. That's because the points you were
0: making were so amazing. Like at um, one point, the only note I had, I'll bring it up for you right this second, is, is proof. <laughs> it's not really giving me proof because nobody can see it. But actually, the only note I had at one point last night was Sarah's observation about what about what Washington means to Hamilton and Barr. Full stop. <laughs> Love it. The only note I had. Cause I'm like that's all we need. Julie, the reminder. I think because your note had led on to me thinking about things in a deeper way, and and that really excited me. Um, mm. I think what off the bat, what we could say about track one is it is it's the only thing that is gonna bring us all fully together in a, in agreement, isn't it? Over who we love the most. Mm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. oh
2: absolutely.
0: Oh, totally, absolutely. David
2: Diggs we'll love Aye you. Aye, any format, of David Diggs
1: Yeah mm-hmm. so <laughs> like, Diggs, I do yeah. prefer Like in an emotional level I prefer in the first half I just think he's like really sweet and like cute and Love him But
0: mm-hmm. in the second half, like hot
1: Hot, handsome Is
2: <laughs> that Sa- Sa- purple suit man? Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly I like <laughs> his in. hair as well I was kicking in super Aye. hard last night Because I was crushing on all of them even mm-hmm. the women a fair. little bit. Yeah, like fair. no one was. How many safe? times,
1: like Philippa Soon, I was just like, "Oh, angel queen," and then <laughs> well, I can't yes. remember the
0: name but the, girl,
1: the woman who plays Maria Reynolds. And I was like, "She's just so beautiful." <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, every I time someone things. came on stage, I'm
0: like, "Wow!" James an Madison anthem. came on coughing, and I was like, "That's the hottest cough I've That's- ever heard." <laughs> So beautiful. <laughs> the <It's really, really laughs> cough in
1: 2021. I know. So I know.
0: Like, no, oh. that is a completely <laughs> that different college. experience. I did feel, you know, all joking yeah. aside, I had a current of fear that went through me when mm-hmm. he started coughing on stage. I was like, "Oh, why is he doing that? <laughs> <laughs> like, do you also have a fever? <laughs> have you? Can you smell this flower? Like, shoving it in front of his <laughs> nose? Yeah weird oh god um uh, but yeah it, I, I think the first time i remember seeing the first the second half and there's such a change in style of the music it, it's like mm-hmm. this kind of jazzy number and um, what did i miss and yeah kind of like, i was music, gonna say there's it's weird. quite jarring mm-hmm. well it's because he's virginian so it's more like south
1: southern states mm. music which is oh, jazz yeah. blues yeah. so like yeah, i yeah. like that it very much like just dips right into that because it's like it sets the scene i think it like tells you a lot about who he is that he mm-hmm. is in the south and i think immediately you're just like okay we fucking know who this guy is he's sexy he's smooth he's from the south <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah man, I it, it, I it
0: does feel very modern which it mm-hmm. should because it it's a good indicator that you've moved forward in in eras but I, I do remember and I think the the additional element to this is and this is where Hamilton has already won over your heart if you're Natalie it has me but it's fine but like it's already won over your heart so you can forgive it an awful lot but there is something about David Diggs that seems to capture the hearts of everybody And when you're watching the, you know, the movie on Disney Plus, the minute he starts sliding towards us on that giant staircase, the audience are going crazy. And there is that breaking down of the fourth wall where, Mm -hmm. yes, he is kind of waving to his adoring, fans within the context but, he's of time also, but there's also you know and he yeah. does this a couple of times I think he hands like a slip of paper into the audience at one point mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. the Reynolds pamphlet oh, comes I, out and he's like yeah have you read this and he's asking the audience like hey yeah. you in the front row you know yeah I you see good? you, have I, you read yeah. this? and and it, it does it takes you out of it kind of momentarily but I think the love for him is so strong and you're so yeah. invested in it. And I think being a Hamilton fan, it, it's like being part of a huge community mm-hmm. of, of other people that are totally in love with it. So you forgive it, sort of. But it's, it's he's interesting. He's so
2: fresh. He is. He's so refreshing and amazing. Like, it's even the first time I ever, ever saw it. I was like, he's my favourite.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think love as well, him. because so many of them are so serious. Obviously, they're mm-hmm. talking about serious stuff. They're talking about revolution and people dying and that. But he just comes in very much, just like, okay, I'm home from France, I'm ready to have a party. Yeah. yeah, let's go. Like he just comes in, I think, like with like a lot of levity of, I'm just here to have fun and see what I can do. It's not he doesn't have this like deep emotional thing of, we oh, yeah. have to save the country. He comes in like, mm. I'm gonna get paid lots of money, to hang about with all my government pals and have fun. And you,
0: and you need I that in the brings, same like a good that... energy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean yeah.
0: after. Um... I want to call it the unimaginable, but I know it's not that. Mm-hmm. I'm a bad fan, right? Quiet now. uptown.
1: Quiet, quiet uptown. uptown. Well
0: done, Sarah. Tempo. I know. I lasted
1: the songs in a second after, so <laughs> the second half, so remember the names. Yeah,
0: it's quiet uptown. Yet after that finishes, he's the one that comes in. and goes, "Can we get back to politics?" And James mm-hmm. Madison's like, "Please." And then, yeah, I, <laughs> I actually think the bond immediately between Lafayette and um, James Madison's awesome. Mm-hmm like those yeah. two actors really play uh, off against each other and I think there's a good mm-hmm. dynamic when bark comes in and it's like this mm-hmm. kind of gruesome trio it's like the three I mean you talk about Shakespeare it's like the three witches from three witches yeah the three of absolutely them. there's yeah actually there's so that, much Shakespeare it's imagery in the second part half is in the first yep. half it's there's a brotherhood and it's so mm-hmm. jarring to see the same three actors. Well, yeah, not bar because the mm-hmm. bar continues to be bar. But you know the the actors that play Lafayette, Lafayette, and Madison are are part of that brotherhood in Act One, and it's the same faces, and you're able to know that they're now playing different characters. But it's the way they begin. You see that burgeoning jealousy, and the way they plot against. Yeah, her, it it really gets under your skin. I don't know, like. Mm-hmm. How you guys feel about that? Whether you feel yeah. like, deeply pleased me, but it, it's really disturbing.
2: It's very Shakespearean. It's like the well, it's the when they when whatever song it is, he mentions like Macbeth in it. It's like, well, yeah. like the they they all have a fatal character flaw, as do many people involved in politics. And it's like that's my favorite thing to see. My favorite thing to see is this character flaw that has gone under the radar for quite a large part, and then it just comes to the surface like a wee scelf. Mm-hmm. And just like, and just letting like, infects everything around it—a
0: wee brutal scale,
2: a wee no, scale we'll Mhm, I love that. So that's why I actually really enjoyed the second half more this time. when I was watching it in isolation, because mm-hmm. it made me really see that sort of how that fatal character flaw—that every single every single person in Hamilton has a character flaw of some kind—and it becomes mm-hmm. fatal for some and not for others. But it's um mm-hmm. interesting nonetheless.
1: Yeah. yeah i think it becomes fatal really for all of them except like eliza i think is the last one standing in the end and everyone else is well, she dead already.
0: really grows and is redeemed yeah his character yeah. she's no longer the kind of naive
1: that's what her f- that,
0: that, I... that believes that everything's mm-hmm. going to be okay and and it and is you know pushing back at hamilton's political ego Mm -hmm. I'm gonna get into that because I had a moment I don't think I've even spoken to you Sarah about it I think I just wrote Mm. a very kind of long emotional note this morning in my phone about it I, I have things to say about Eliza that that have only just occurred to me on the viewing that we had last night but we'll see. Ooh, I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. I love yeah. Eliza.
1: I think she's actually one of my favorite characters, and I think to me, it's Eliza's story. But like, you call her it's Eliza's story. It is. It starts with her, it ends with her, and everything mm-hmm. in between is just her explaining why her husband was kind of shit. So
2: yeah. <laughs> well, it's because at the end of the day, it's because it's the figures behind these figures that lead these crazy lives and like blow everything up to smithereens like what about the people that are left in the rubble they're the real like so eliza's like had to like literally like scrape through like all of this rubble and be like right i need to pick up the pieces now and like start all over
1: yeah yeah and i think so, as well it is that thing of women i think a lot of times getting written out of history and I like that she gets her time at the end to actually be like, okay, yeah, I know we've just heard about him for the last, like, three hours, but I'm getting my time now to explain why I matter in this story. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of Hamilton's story is Eliza tells it. So she's like, you only know a lot of this because I'm telling you, and now I'm telling you my story, and you have to listen and know that it's equally important. Yeah. And I think that that's, like, such... A good thing, I think, especially considering it was written by a man, and I yeah, yeah. have that time at the end of just being like, "Okay, feminist minute here." You're like, "Yes, thank you." But I, my heart, I mean,
0: my heart is swelling like ten times the size even as these are talking because I, I genuinely, oh, I stick a pen in it, Julie. I, I've got so much to say about a lot. It. It's not like I dis—I've ever disliked Eliza or downplayed the fact that she <laughs> became such a huge part of it. But mm-hmm. I feel there's there's an emotional reason it doesn't just come off as a kind of dry you know put women in the sequel and and women matter there's actually yeah. emotional depth mm-hmm. to why eliza matters at the end and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. going forward into what would become the telling of his story um i'm gonna hold off though because once I, once the floodgates open there will be no shut can't be closed <laughs>
2: eyes <movie> right <laughs> closed kids Ladies and gentlemen, you could have been anywhere in the world tonight, but you're here with us in New York City. Are you ready for a cabinet meeting, huh? The issue on the table, Secretary Hamilton's plan to assume state debt and establish a national bank. Secretary Jefferson, you
1: have the floor, sir. Life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. We fought for these ideals, we shouldn't settle for less. These are wise words,
0: enterprising men quote 'em. Don't act surprised you guys, cause I wrote 'em. Ow, <laughs> but Hamilton forgets. His plan would have the government assume state debts Now place your bets as to who that benefits. The very seat of government where Hamilton sits. Not true. Oh, if the shoe fits, wear it. If New York's in debt, why should Virginia bear it? Uh, our debts are paid, I'm afraid, don't tax the South cause we got it made in the shade. In Virginia we plant seeds in the ground, we create, you just wanna move our money around. This financial plan is an outrageous demand and it's too many damn pages for any man to understand. Stand with me in the land of the free, pray to God we never see Hamilton's candidacy. Look, when Britain taxed our tea, we got frisky. Imagine what gon' happen when you try to tax our whiskey. So, Next up, we've got Cabinet Battle One.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Very exciting.
2: Palms are sweaty. Mom's spaghetti. All over
0: yeah, the place. Natalie feels like it's got a very eight mile vibe. It literally it. is. It's eight mile. He's literally copied it for eight mile. But to me, do you, do you not like automatically get? Um, how many members were in the band Outcast? Oh. oh I Quite a lot. I'd, I'm going to hazard a guess at eight, might be wrong. <laughs> well, let's go with that. I would, I'm getting ninth member of Outkast. Right? It is quite, From it is quite outcasting as well.
1: Aye, just these yeah,
0: fascinations, mm-hmm. which I love.
1: I would say some, obviously, like with Eight Mile, it's about rap battles, so it is that season nine, mm-hmm. but was it's, um what always makes me laugh about it and this is such like an obscure thing that like i don't think it's going <laughs> to be like, no <laughs> thing obscure like enough <laughs> no. for us but... basically during lockdown right it's so, like me and my pals had downloaded jackbox right like the mm-hmm. games that you play remote like you can play yeah, yeah, yeah. and one of them is called rap battle right so it's Amazing. like it's essentially mad libs but with like a beat right so it'll be like oh yeah eh, if there's like a noun and then something that rhymes with it and blah 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 That's right fun. So, it was really fun but like see the beat that they play behind (laughs) it's like a big robot and it like presents like your rap for you so it's got like the auto-tune like alexa voice Ah, uh, (laughs) so just like your your mama is whack (laughs) (laughs) but it's just the beat behind it sounds i think exactly like the beat Mm. from the cabinet battles and
2: this
0: is what he had one man, one man, well, and
2: like, here,
0: how just is is seen Jackbox. Good. I think uh-huh. Hamilton came out before Jackbox, and I think it's
1: funnier <laughs> that Jackbox heard Hamilton than whoever made Jackbox, uh, yeah. fan, and they're just yeah. like, "Right, this is what That's I love. good. This is a family aesthetic game. that I love. Yes, or it's going to be robots rapping mm-hmm. like Hamilton. Yeah, and I don't know. I just really enjoy that about it. Like, it's so yeah. And it's not, I don't know a lot of people who are really into like random Jackbox games and also Hamilton and care that much about these things. So I've never been able to vocalise this to anyone before. Amazing. Yeah, there's someone directly affecting Jackbox. (laughs) If
2: anybody has had a simulation, slide into DMs, you know the drill. I'll put you in contact with Sarah.
0: (laughs) And you'll never get rid of her (laughs) and you'll be happy that you don't. I, I love the way they do the the, the cabinet rap battles. Me too. This
2: They're really so
0: Funny. high I like. energy, so uh-huh. hilarious. You never mm-hmm. feel, and this is another thing I think they get right in Hamilton, you never feel taken out of the time period that you're in by yeah. putting a modern spin on it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, and it's not just because they have the period costumes. I think that there's just an authentic—I hate that word—but there is a truly authentic energy. Yeah. Where the, the, but where they're just cleverly using what's current now and what is high energy and ag- yeah. aggressive and yeah, the word I'm hunting for. But I feel like it fits.
1: It mm-hmm. is. So it's like the um. I don't know the word either, but it's like taking that, like, what essentially is, like, a a cabinet meeting, like, Mm -hmm. they're arguing about Mm -hmm. these things, and they're just like, okay, so what is, like, the equivalent now of that, like, exchanging ideas and, like, fighting with one another and actual, like, cabinet meetings when you watch, like, politicians having a go, whatever, it's not interesting the majority of the time. There's very few politicians who are quite as sassy as I would like to see. AOC, I think, is, like, peak for me. Anything she says, I'm just, like, 100%, like, would put that to that battle music and it would be great. <laughs> but <laughs> I like that they've taken it in that direction because I think, although, like, there's raps throughout, I don't think it doesn't feel to me, like, it's not hip-hop, it's rap, but it's not, like, that hip-hop vibe. But I like that they've still had that influence of how to make this relevant, fit with the music, but still have mm-hmm. a feel like that, that quick-fire yeah. of ideas where they're, like, like fighting. I don't know. I just really like the way it's done. I think it sounds um it has that energy that really? I really like about it.
0: You know what we're the- missing the eh? way? Hmm. That bit in the Lemmy show. <laughs> yes or no?
2: Yes or, yes no? or no? Yes or no?
0: <laughs> just, just, uh, just, just just answer the
2: question. Yes or no? Yes or no? It gets
0: more and more hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that was missing from the cabinet battle was Lemmy dressed as uh-huh. a woman with raven hair, going yes or no, yes, yes or no.
2: Need no. <laughs> that wee one shoulder top as well, the wee off the shoulder. Love that. <laughs> it
0: progressively falls more off the shoulder as it goes.
2: Uh-huh. As <laughs> the anger increases, like the shoulder just falls. I me mean, you know, see when he's the dead angry woman that's like, Yes, like the really, really violent woman that's like watching the Chippendales, like that. Wow, yeah. by the way, honestly, oh it. god, just violently shouting Margaret, his name, whoever Margaret was. God,
0: it scares what a man. me that I, I don't think I'm that far away from just aggressively shouting Margaret in the street now. I think I'm nearly there. You're there, you're there. Oh and uh, we get uh the first kind of interplay in part two between Washington and Hamilton Mm -hmm. and the other men start to notice that there's a but well I don't know I think it's as early as this but certainly you see that that bond has continued to develop between Hamilton and Washington where he's advising him he's taking him off to the side to advise him on Mm -hmm. um you know, on governing, on leading, mm-hmm. and the other men start to notice, and um, it's quite the problem. That mm-hmm. is so happy about it. Sarah, is it too early for you to launch into your feelings on Washington and what he means to Bart and Hamilton? Because I don't mm-hmm. think I can wait any longer. Although, I was, how-
1: see, <laughs> when I was listening to part one, and you were talking about Washington and his big, strong daddy vibes, and I was like, absolutely. <laughs>
2: He is a prime daddy. That's exactly what he is.
0: Hamilton and Burr's daddy. I wish that term didn't exist, but I'm willing to go with it for the purposes of the podcast because I think there's somewhat relevance given that he is a a major father figure for both of them and they're both vying for Mm -hmm. his attention. Yes. So we
1: talked last night a little about how... Obviously, and it was obviously addressed in part one of the podcast as well about Burr and Hamilton being two sides of the same coin, where one of mm-hmm. them, and I said about this earlier, it's very much like the Ed and the Ego, like from a yeah. psychological point of view, where Hamilton just wants to do whatever he can to reach his end goal, whereas mm-hmm. Burr is much more like methodical and has to think through how everything's going to work and plays it safe. So what we're talking about is washington that they both idolized so much Mm -hmm. had that balance between them where he was passionate and he cared a lot but he made it safe like and it's like when Burke comes in and he starts talking to him um, when they first meet and he's going oh i loved how you stood back and shot from afar Mm -hmm. and then hamilton comes in and goes no instead of shooting from afar you have to get in you have to do this you have to get right in there and be ready to attack and it's so washington listens to hamilton on that and I think that's how their bond starts because Washington has that balance between them and at the start he was essentially acting like Barr and it wasn't working and then as he starts listening to Hamilton more that's when they find success in that. Yeah. Um, but both Hamilton on his own and Burt on their own could never achieve what Washington did because they weren't complete, they didn't have the balance that Washington did so while oh. he could go okay, now I'm going to be more methodical because that's the approach that's right here. Or now I'm going to just go hard because that's what's needed. Neither of them individually had that balance. If they'd worked together as a team, instead of having this like dick measuring contest, the entire lifespan that they worked together, Mm -hmm. they could have achieved so much more from having one another to balance the scale. And they never did. They just wanted to go in their own direction so far. it split it. And it... So, the yeah, moment nah.
0: she said to me, "They could never have achieved what Washington did because he was a, yeah. a more whole, complete version of both yeah. of them," I was like, "Wait, yeah." <laughs> you were yeah. like, "Write that down." Write that down. And I was like, "Oh okay. yeah." I, I literally yeah. screamed at the camera, "Write that down!" But also thinking, <laughs> why do you need to start your own kind of TikTok or Hamilton where you yeah. impart these nuggets of wisdom? Absolutely, mm-hmm. but they're being imparted here, and we're very grateful.
2: Mm-hmm absolutely
1: um what else we're talking as genuinely
0: but... I'd never considered that I I just was like so straightforward and basic down the road of he was the father figure that they were both fighting mm-hmm. over. Yeah. yeah but to I see think he is, him but... as an extension of that those two mm-hmm. characters is
1: yeah I think I'm the way mind. they interact even like where Hamilton's almost like the favourite child and yes. has that, like, resentment. Yeah, of he's the
2: outsider, black sheep, if you will. Yeah.
1: And I think that... But if you're thinking about it in that point of view of, like, that that's their father, like, that means then that they're his kids and they've inherited those traits. So yes. one of them inherited this um, methodical side of him and then the other one has inherited his drive but they've not got that balance. Um, and they are kids because it is like the whole way through he's like trying to be like when he's when he pulls by aside and he um when he pulls hamilton aside and he goes well you've not got the votes and he's like well, what if i don't get the votes he's like when well, you'll get sacked like you need to do your fucking job it's not just your yeah. ideas you need to do the work it's and this is just about work. idealism yeah. yeah and it's pretty really yeah. much like that thing of when you're like trying to study for exams or something and you're like well, what if i fail it's like well if you fail you will get a fucking job and that's how it works in the new world just learn and you're like right, okay
0: but it is that like
1: thing okay you have to now do your homework okay you're clever that doesn't mean anything unless you know how to apply it go and apply it go and do your job and it is that like parental thing I think the whole way through and there is bits in it but he's like oh you're not my father and i'm like oh
0: call me son one more time <laughs> oh boy oh boy i know that's in the that's heated, act, that's that is so yeah. intense and they have yeah. even out slightly by the time the second act rolls around yeah. here you know washington obviously is like i've bitten off way more than i can chew here i need to take a different approach to parenting this young man mm-hmm. um but yeah that's That it makes your heart stop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you can tell he so desperately wants Washington's love and approval, but at the same time it's this resentment the father I could have had, but I know you're not. Mm -hmm. And you're not parenting me the way I want to be parented. I think I think there's a gradual Uh, what I noticed last night is there's a gradual maturing of Hamilton. Yeah. Well it's all funny and deepening of who he is. Yeah. And the I think the Washington he... thing's part of it. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: hugely. I think as well, obviously it's filmed over his lifespan, so when it starts, he's a teenager, and then yeah. at the end, like an adult man. So horror, but I think that the way it's written highlights it. So it's not just like, a, oh, he ages. It's his ideas change, how he goes about them. He's still the same. Yeah. Here, but his ideas change, the way he interacts with people changes a bit. Um. And there is that kind of maturity, obviously at the end, and the end kind of leads to his downfall with the, the Reynolds pamphlet and stuff like that, where you're like, that wasn't the move, my dude. That was not the move to make in that moment. But like, and then Eliza's like with every, was it, with every word you sounded. Um, oh, and you're paranoid I, in every paragraph. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: no and it's yeah. like yeah oh.
1: like he kind of went so far in that other direction of he felt so confident of oh I wrote my way out I, I know what I'm doing now I can write my way out yeah. of anything I'll write my way out of this controversy and then everyone going like ah, that wasn't it that, mm, you've not matured that much because you've over like been overconfident in your abilities now and actually no that's you get knocked down a peg or five because that wasn't the way to go
0: yeah, I mean, Natalie, how did your perception of Hamilton change on a, on a re-watching of part two? Like, overall? It, it didn't. I, st- I still like him.
2: <laughs> I still really like him. I think that
0: he...
1: No, He, I love he, him, he made but...
2: mistakes that...
1: People make?
2: Right, but the people make, exactly. He made that... He made yeah. Oh, no, I've always defended yeah, him. He made but... a very human mistake. Yeah. Um, and I think that he had good intentions although not well thought out where he was like okay I don't need to hurt more people than I need to in this situation if I can kind of like keep things kind of not under wraps but like sort of mm. hidden and well, then totally and then, and then when he realized that wasn't but the reason yeah. for him exposing what he did yes. is all so terrible yeah. yeah so then when that so then when <laughs> that wasn't working and the end had to be like
0: exposing it all I was like oh god <laughs> but yeah I, I, You just wonder, I mean, I know we've not fully got to the Mariah Reynolds part yet, we're gonna in a minute, but I almost have more of a problem with the way he chose or the motivations behind him exposing that than I did the actual affair itself. Yeah, I
2: don't don't have an issue with the affair, really, to be honest.
0: Natalie's just (laughs) full-on last days (laughs) of Rome, always yeah like, like no, but, you know no, but the thing is right so hamilton just nightly discussions with jordan about polygamy no but like it's not about polygamy but i love you jordan
2: <laughs> it's not polygamy but for me hamilton's a fantasist right he's an idealist he's never like he's never going to be satisfied he needs everything he mm-hmm. needs he needs he needs he needs to be politically satisfied he needs the wife and the child but he also needs the passion like he needs he needs someone he needs a new thing in his life all the time, and it just happens to be that this new thing's another lady.
0: <laughs> hey, I have slightly different thoughts towards that. I, what are
1: your I thoughts? Thought going to have-
0: Let, let's get into it. Yeah, let's I, get into
1: it. My thing is, he was always going to cheat. Right? Yes, it was uh-huh. always going to happen because mm-hmm. he was in love with Angelica, right? So, see if he went to the summer house, the way they were talking to each other pre her coming over, they, they were going fuck at the summer house if he mm-hmm. went. He was going to, I think...
0: Oh, yeah, of course, fight. Natalie. What are you making that face for? Right, because I think... Like,
1: oh, my dearest.
2: Oh, this no, is a like no, cabinet battle. No, because I think... Oh, he would have absolutely been putting the moves on Angelica, but I think Angelica would have still ultimately, even though she would have wanted to,
1: been like, nah. Don't agree. I think she was ready to break. She Yeah. A hundred
2: percent I don't know I just I <laughs> maybe have
1: my waking anymore. thoughts because you've wrote my dearest with a comment I no i start
0: I started off With that even. though Natalie mm, maybe I start I started off with with different feelings towards Angelica the first couple mm. of times I saw Hamilton. I had really had a major shift last night mm. and I think it's been a shift that's been occurring over over time as I've as yeah. to the soundtrack and watched the mm-hmm. way they interact in that scene, where, take a break, which is the next, part, yeah. And yeah. you know, Eliza wants them, them all to go to the yeah. summer house. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and behind the scenes, Angelica and Hamilton have been, yeah, because they can't fully shut that down. That no, chemistry. they can't, of course, it's
1: feelings, yeah, it's not as much as long distance relationship, I yeah, it's yeah. Not just, but there's that emotional affair, which I think mm-hmm. is equal, yes. To there. Yeah. So, if he went, he was always going to, I think, at least try and cheat. Whether she did it or not, he, yeah. his intentions were never to remain loyal. So, no. if he went, he would have at least tried to do something. I think she might have went with it. I think she. Was I'm going to go yeah. out on
0: a limb here, guys. I mm-hmm. think she might even have put the moves on first. Well, I mean, they're both be serious because, yeah. honestly, like I, I had been big on the whole. And especially that grandiose sacrifice that Angelica makes. I love Angelica so love much. Her. This is not to disparage yeah. anything about her character. But that tension between them and that connection was so palpable. I really got swept along with that. Yeah. And it really wasn't until last night where I thought, right, you've made this mm-hmm. sacrifice for whatever reasons, like an amount of reasons that Angelica lists in the first half. Yeah. Yeah. It is like what you're saying, Sarah, about the emotionally cheating on someone. Yeah, I think that that culmination of emotions in those letters that they would have poured out mm-hmm. to each other is more heartbreaking to me than just a one night stand or or, or, no, a, or absolutely a a physical, kind of yeah. illicit, you know, whatever in the physical mm-hmm. and and the fact that it, it's the sharing of literary.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: passion yes. yeah, yeah. quoting Shakespeare at each other yeah. there's something even about that where I think if, if I was with someone and they had you know a connection with another person where they had sh- like really niche shared interests like that mm-hmm. that would really unsettle me way more than if I felt there was a sexual attraction between them yeah, way and more it's really cool and she does feed works. into that she, d- she doesn't take a step back she allows yeah. that thing with the letters to yeah. play out to the yeah, point like, where i'm like you're indulging I'm... this
1: yeah but what gets me is so he talks to her about books and about his work and about oh i'm trying to try to try- get this plan through congress and i'm struggling she's like oh you get somewhere in your corner and he treats her and speaks to her as an equal he talks to her about his career about his hopes his dreams mm-hmm. he talks to eliza like his wife and nothing more yeah. it's about the absolute basics so whenever they interact apart from at the very start where they're like romancing one another for like the, the bulk of the middle of it he's very much just like oh come and look at our son or oh, what are we doing like what are the plans for summer oh this is the situation and he is very um domestic domestic yeah. he doesn't yeah. talk to him about literature he doesn't talk to him about poetry or whatever and she's an intelligent woman she's like teaching their kid how to play piano and french and whatever like she. Is shown as being intelligent and obviously a lot of the work she does after he passes away but he doesn't talk to her about that stuff and he could have easily said to her this feels like Shakespeare to me but he doesn't he goes to Angelica because he sees her more as an equal than the way he sees his wife and yeah. I think I would see as his wife oh I, I, I would not be as patient as what Eliza was yeah. she, the entire time how he feels about Angelica she knows she's not stupid yeah and she just takes it it wouldn't be me honey it would not be I know
2: be well, it's because, but it's because Angelica and um, Hamilton are cut from the same cloth where they're both idealists and they're, they're both never satisfied so that mm-hmm. that's what ultimately now I mean yeah I might change my mind on multiple viewings of Hamilton but that's what made me ultimately mm-hmm. think that it would never have actually gone into physical because I always think it would have been a disappointment from what they'd been fantasising about in their head for like a million years
1: I think they would have had to do the act to know that it was going to be disappointing them.
0: <laughs> Maybe. I, yeah, I actually do think there's a truth in there's a definite truth in what you're saying, um, Natalie, for sure. Um but yeah, there was there was a there was a definite shift in me mm. last night. when I was fortunate. There you go. And I got it. Because happens. I love do I love a piece of art that, that doesn't yeah it, it isn't it isn't a stagnant thing it no. and every time you go mm-hmm. back to it, it it reveals something yeah new about yourself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely you
1: yeah, know so many nuances in it. every time i watch it that was even seen last night because like i'm not one for what is it attention to detail for what's actually being shown because like i'm easily distracted and i'm sat on my phone while i'm watching <laughs> stuff and all that so and i listen to the soundtrack more than i've watched it on screen so I know the songs very well and like the characters and the people of it, but what I'm actually seeing, I wasn't. But last night, and I was like, oh, I like the way they've done that. Like the little things, like when they're talking about like um that song just before the Reynolds pamphlet when they go to him and they're like, oh, we know what you did, and Maria Reynolds is just standing in the shadows, just watching it all go down in the in the background, and I'm like, oh, she's a oh, snake.
0: hurricane. Mm.
1: Yeah. and then obviously the Reynolds pamphlet when he signs it she hands him the pen and it's all these things because I'm like she is so involved in this and I think it, it, when he meets her she's painted as helpless this like mm. woman who's like, oh I don't know what to do and I think her husband probably was trash but then having her in the background through those moments yeah and in it I'm like it absolutely went, although she doesn't really speak again throughout it she's still there no. she's well, yeah. I
0: mean, if you think about it her first words to him and say no to this are i know you are a man of honor mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. isn't just some well-dressed guy under the streetlights you have to wonder whether there was maybe something more going on where they maybe anticipated that some kind of finance financial transaction could happen
1: yeah oh, absolutely it was the intent of
0: to extortion just it, yeah <laughs> I think that was always
1: the plan.
2: Yeah. But,
1: um. I I love I love Mariah right? like uh, Carey. So so <laughs> like who oh, doesn't? You go saucy on, Sarah, go on. Me.
0: You you and Natalie can can fangirl. Absolutely, Mariah. Mm
1: and it sounds silly because this is probably a super obvious one right but when i was listening to it last night right and it's like oh she looks so helpless and i was like helpless is the song when he fell in love with eliza yes mm-hmm. and i'm like he, he's he's
2: just he can't help but help a woman in distress whatever mm-hmm. distress that may be he just can't help
0: himself if that means he needs to take her to bed then so be it mm-hmm. <laughs> And she's a stand in for both Angelica and Eliza because that situation is such a mess, but it's aroused so many feelings within him that she is the unfortunate outlet. Yeah. Uh And he's like alone,
2: you know, at that time he's alone because they're away. So, you know, he had needs. Like,
0: I have to have closure on this situation with Mm -hmm. Angelica and Eliza without actually resolving Mm -hmm. it with them. Yes, because that's true. Within myself
2: yeah and he at least in that way his emotional attachment side was kind of shut shut off slightly and the relationship he has for because it's more, more basically physical isn't it so
1: yeah and i think at that time as well because that's when he's trying to sort out all the stuff with congress i don't think he had the availability for something emotional i think no his wife and even angelica because they do have that emotional affair mm-hmm. I think it's calling too much of him that he doesn't have. No, yeah. I don't have energy for my relationships, like a full relationship. No, so absolutely. I'm a man and I want to go put my willy in something. and Exactly. It's like, I can be funny for <laughs> this. That's a win-win if it wasn't. Absolutely, man. Out that everyone could have been happy. Long
2: story short, he was just wanting this hole. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> like
0: that's no, My mum's only gonna hear the first part of this podcast. We I mean, didn't like oh, baby. On. <laughs> no, my mum loves you both. She <laughs> would forgive you oh. almost anything, so it's all good. But um
1: Yeah, love her, queen. I love so,
0: her because it's, she's
2: just she's just as a woman in that time, you've got yeah, you've got to survive, your power is very limited. She was doing what she had to do to get some money.
1: Yeah, and I do wonder as well how much of it was a decision that she made or if her husband, who was aware of it, and obviously was the yes. one who wanted, if he was like, you have to earn your keep and there's not a lot of jobs going, go find a rich man to have sex with. And when- she heard that Hamilton was alone for summer and had been known to be kind to people and she was like, "Oh, well, it's not a bad target. Mm-hmm.
0: When not she sings, though... Just give him what you want, and you can have me. Mm-hmm. You think she means it? No. Really? Well,
2: well, I don't know. I think, I think, I think she means like, I, I think she's still, yeah, I think she's still emotionally unavailable though to Hamilton.
1: I don't think, I think it's ever about romance. No, I don't think it's ever any sort of emotional connection there. When it's no. give him what you want, and you can have me is if you pay him off, no one will find out, and we can keep sleeping. Continue.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: Yeah, it's, she
0: is one of the three women at the beginning that says, "Me, I loved him."
1: Yeah, well, maybe it's you know the physical act of lovemaking more than an emotional love. And she,
0: yeah, and well, I yeah, I loved him. Yeah, I
1: loved him. I'd I also loved the
0: heck out of that dude. <laughs> <I loved> <laughs>
1: him, <laughs> on numerous love.
2: occasions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, but like, so obviously, like, so she represents a sort of physical escapist fantasy mm-hmm. for him. But also for her, Hamilton is like an escapist fantasy from the messed up marriage or whatever that she's involved in also. So like, yeah, mm-hmm. she probably does love him in a way, but it's
1: maybe not the same way that yeah we've looked Imagine at love previously. Some sense of friendship. Although I feel like... He paid the money off, right? And then he kept sleeping. <laughs> for, like, what an awkward interaction. Imagine being like, oh my God, mind that time I seduced you and then my husband extorted you. And now with dating your wife, but you still keep coming back to me for more sex. How funny is that? Oh, <laughs> lol. <laughs> I feel like you would just not talk to it after that, but he oh, keeps no. paying the money. So that yeah, was
0: Exactly. Yeah. It's good. Button. I'm just waiting for this to pop up on Reddit. Reddit story time. <laughs> That's so, remember like... that time when you know, there was that extortion we were involved in? Yeah. With
2: and, yeah. Mm. This is like the pure Ruby anniversary speech. Mind
0: that timey, didn't say <laughs> no to me. I'm oh. all right. Right. <laughs> Who would say no?
2: Who could say no? Well, I I'm the exactly. same as Exactly. I'm the same as Hamlet. I'm like, no,
1: fair. i out in me. that red dress and I'm just like. I know. Fair do. It's fine. Cool. I don't. <laughs> 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 But um, I'm trying to think what other songs there are in the other half because I think, I actually think the second half is stronger than the first half. And I know that's controversial. I liked
0: oh. that last night as well, honestly. I
2: liked it. I did like it. And ah, it's so different. I actually don't know if you can even compare the two halves. That's that it al- is true. It yeah. almost is such a story of two halves. I'm like, is there a way to even put this together? I don't know.
1: Some of my favourite songs are in the first half and I've heard the first half more because the soundtrack is three hours long. So when yeah. I put it while I'm doing stuff, I end up listening yeah. to the first half more. So maybe it just feels like the second half is like, I still feel as if every time I hear it, it's still got like a newness mm. because I've not yeah. heard that much. That might be why it feels like more exciting, but...
0: Totally. I think I'm the one wild card in this situation because whenever I have stuck the soundtrack on,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I have just gone the full... To, I actually know the full running time without needing to look at my forty Two hours, 22 minutes. I listen no. to the... I can't not. I cannot not listen to that full thing in its entirety, which is easier to do when you're not also watching it. Mm. This is last night, I was like, this musical has got... It has embedded <laughs> itself so deeply into my heart now. Yeah. yeah every song flows into the next mm-hmm. and i felt that stronger with the second half last night than i have ever felt it mm. every song it is seamless
1: yeah well it's because there's all the repeating yeah, like, yeah. so, like, much like have and like yeah like, majority of the songs has that same lyrics
2: yeah and like even stuff from the first half like comes back again Does mm-hmm. kind of look like little refrains and stuff
1: Yeah, they, like, very much stick with it the whole way through. What I enjoyed, actually, we've talked so much, like, backwards and forwards throughout, like, the order of the thing, right? But what I really enjoyed with Bart, actually, is seeing his sort of, like... I guess him getting just sick of it. Like, in the first half, he's very much just sort of, like... Because he starts off in a higher position than Washington, and Washington, when he meets him, he's like, oh, my God, I want to be just like you. How did you do it? How did you do it? And then they're kind of equals... And then it's like they're both kind of higher, but and further apart. But like, see, and Burr, like, hit that point of just being like, I want to be in the room when it happens. And yeah. then I'm, just like, I'm fucking Republican now. Like, I'm trying to do what I have to do. And I'm going to try and do the Washington thing so that I can get what he had, not yeah. the, the Hamilton thing, because I want yep. to get that power. And then Hamilton fucks it because he goes too far with <laughs> his <laughs> thing. with everybody- <laughs> And ruins his career so then he's like I'm yeah oh going we walk in the park with my wife and we're just going to be sad together and chill out and it's
0: like <laughs> 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 of either of them i think burden like is bolstered should. by what he has what he has to gain by being in collusion with madison and lafayette yeah that's what bolsters him and drives him forward um, even if they may also be a- opposed to one another politically, mm-hmm. they share that common hatred. Mm-hmm. It's like, like Cain and Abel. Like it's biblical, that jealousy yeah. and, and hatred, that the, the desperation, you know, when Lafayette turns to Barr and he says, um, I'll pull the trigger on him, someone load the gun. Mm-hmm i'll be the one to pull it let's let's get together in this treachery like when they all confront him in that room and oh the chills (laughs) chills literal chills (laughs) and and, and, and hamilton's like is that what you have you sent the dogs after my scent that's fine every word is delivered with such Mm -hmm. passion yeah
1: there's
2: a lot of emotion there lot of emotions
1: i think it's funny as well because hamilton never disparages Barr throughout it right like even when he goes to him about the um the when he wants his help mm-hmm. and he goes like oh you're a better lawyer than me like i need you to help me and like there's these moments throughout where he turns to him and when bar is having that like when he's seeing theodosia who's like married to another man and hamilton's just like oh all right okay like this big illegal thing that he's doing—that's <laughs> morally questionable. <And laughs> Hamilton, oh shit, man! Like, no, that's sorry you're going through that. Like, that's just <laughs> tough. Like, I hope you get what you want in the end, dog. Yeah. And then he's like, oh you're a better lawyer than me," and Hamilton doesn't roll. That's right?
0: true. Yeah. yeah. So supportive, right? Like, he's very. There much- is a stark difference between, of all the things Hamilton is, he's not treacherous i think he's actually fairly guileless and at the very least values truth and authenticity you know Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that you don't then have a moral failure but he has a higher regard for those values Mm
1: -hmm.
0: yeah although weirdly i don't think it's truth and authenticity that's driving him to reveal what he did i think it's protection of his own career, and also to almost in a sick way show everyone how dedicated he is to truth and authenticity. Which oh, is yes. pretty Cold when you consider yeah. that. Look what a moral upstanding person mm-hmm. I am to be to be honest about my yeah. feelings. And then you very get this calculated whole amazing scene where they're never going to be president now, which is amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is really fun, but then you do get swept up in that. Like I, I actually. Think that's quite an interesting number overall because you've got they are reveling in the fact that he's torched his own potential, mm-hmm, absolutely, his own reputation. Yeah. And you're adding to that as pop Machine Natalie, mm-hmm.
2: yes. Because, uh, do you know, everybody loves a rebel that doesn't follow the rules and is like, oh, like, look at that, like, they, they've actually sabotaged their own, like. Ticking the little box, like, sort of political career there. Like, wow, we love them even you more ever now. You seen
0: somebody ruin their own life? And which, <laughs> which, oh, honestly, I've, I've ranted about this, like, like, ever since the first time I saw Hamilton, where the line, you ever see somebody ruin their own life, switches immediately to, they rhyme that with, his poor wife.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: It is yeah. such a tonal shift because it's almost like you've forgotten about Eliza until that moment. The mm-hmm. only other hint you get to, to the people that he's impacted upon is, is Philip's little face that I noticed for the first time last night <laughs> reading the pamphlet. Yeah, we wee face. So.
1: Although I was laughing, <laughs> right? I was on Hamilton TikToks earlier in preparation, and it shows you, like, see when they're standing, right, and they've got the Reynolds pamphlets and they start handing them out. Um, David Diggs doesn't move. So, uh, <laughs> he just jumps through his legs like, philip, <laughs> like he jumps through his legs to grab one but i don't think that was like rehearsed because then kind of david kind of goes oh like <laughs> <laughs> and he's just not like remembered to move like the block oh his, really <laughs> he moves for someone else coming through just before and then he's standing reading and like philip in the background kind of like looks and then just goes and just dives and like, That <laughs> was howling that's cute but i don't think that was the plan there's so know. much going on on that one version maybe if i'd seen it live and it was definitely yeah. awesome. i do know but like yeah yeah
0: there's it, so it much going on the on the stage yeah. and that moment, the, the last thing you're gonna notice maybe is somebody sliding under mm. somebody's legs you know you've even yeah. got um, king george like joining in he's Sorry. like quite early. <laughs> Like,
2: he's like doing some like mad crazy like really uptight granny a party doing twerking or attempting to or something yeah, it's crazy. amazing it's I'm amazing
0: like, and that takes us into Barn guys <laughs>
1: iconic beautiful philippa Sue queen right <laughs> yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. oh god where to even
1: well what begin? we had touched on earlier talking about, like, Eliza and um, Hamilton's relationship. She knows yes. he's a love Angelica. And oh, yeah. She, not that she exploits it. She's aware and she uses it. And I think to hurt him seeing Burnham, she's talking about when I spoke to Angelica, when, when your first letter came through, Angelica said, like, be careful with this one. And then it's, yes. when Angelica found out what you did, he's she called you an Icarus. And it's like, yes, knows her opinion? isn't what is relevant to him it's what angelica thinks of him and it's not like any malice in it she's genuinely just like i know her opinion is valuable to you more so than what i would say in this moment so i'm gonna tell you what she said i think like to have that knowledge as someone's wife the mother of their kids who's being publicly humiliated and just being like any style doesn't actually care about my opinion it's angelica's words Oh, yeah. i don't know if i could come back from that and she does and she does end up back with them but i don't know that i could to have that knowledge and to be able to just sit
0: on that the lyrics to that song are so stunning that the line you built me palaces out of paragraphs you built cathedrals mm-hmm. so poetic man it's really really good how do you even respond like and the combination of, of the lyrics and the way she sings that song that she performs that song is so amazing and it's so powerful like when you compare it to because
2: obviously Eliza doesn't get a lot of like solo time so like yeah. really like yeah so, like song wise or like even content wise but like when you compare it to like helpless it's like such a more like Mm-hmm. It's just such a change in tone that you can see, like the journey that she's grown through, through.
0: Yeah, and the line um, let future historians wonder how Eliza reacted when you broke her heart. Yeah, like the control that she starts to take over her own journey with this. Mm-hmm. And when Sarah was talking about, you know, she does reference do you know what Angelica said? And it's like something started to kind of, that was when the switch happened for me. You know, I was talking about how I started to see Eliza in a different way and I moved past my own fantasy of Alexander and Angelica being together. And Mm -hmm. not that I ever, I don't think I ever resented... His union with Eliza, I think there was just always that. It, it was as if I was like vicariously feeling Angelica's regret that she let him go for a long time. And I feel yeah. like I finally let go of that last night. Because, you know, I've written it in a kind of few notes, but after you'd told you'd spoken to me about it, Sarah, I really did feel, you know, Eliza finally has her fantasy of Alexander as the potential perfect husband shattered mm-hmm. once I realized that I realized also that Angelica has only known and loved Alexander the dissatisfied fantasist mm-hmm. is the only one that Alexander shows his true ugly damaged self to and his grieving self to he exposes grief to her Mm -hmm. actually in quite a public way because it shows you that if the chorus are singing if if you see them in the streets walking he's walking by her side talking by her side have pity that's all happening in the open Mm -hmm. but it's so private as well and actually I think that their love becomes more deeper and more true and braver because she opens her heart to him a second time yeah, even before you get to the the bit where she decides to put herself back in the narrative and tell his story, like that decision when she finally sings, um, it's the line, "It's quiet uptown." That's her response to his big diatribe about forgiveness and that mm-hmm. flip where at the in the first half she's saying, "I know who I married. I have faith in you," and he then sings, "I know who I married. I yeah. see the virtues that I missed." all these years yeah you know so she nice. opens her heart to him but he allows her to see into his mm-hmm. and it's like that that's real love that's not two yeah. dissatisfied fantasists exactly yeah wondering it's real, could have yeah. Been. That's yeah. real. Mm-hmm. and i don't know why it took me all that time for me to notice that but <laughs> Yeah. And I think that's maybe why I got quite emotional last night, because I just think, you know, without getting kind of too deep about it, you I think your ideas on love and what you value in relationship changes over time anyway. And for, yeah, for a piece does. of art to be able to make you reevaluate mm-hmm. what is important to you in love and relationships is, is quite something.
1: Yeah.
0: And I think as well, like, their
1: relationship, so when she first met him, she was, like, fully swept in because he was charismatic and he was mm. smart and whatever. So she was fully swept in. But they essentially had an arranged marriage, right? Angelica was like, yeah. you want a Skylar sister because you need to be in a position of power to get what you want. My sister needs a husband who is a good man. Boom. Relationship mm-hmm. on you's goal. And they were both happy to get those terms. But I think he then never actually gave it a full chance of yeah. being more than a marriage of what was convenience for them. And I don't think it was until after Philip died and they were grieving that he was then able to be like, actually, I've built a life with this person. We do have a bond. And I think it took until that happened for him mm-hmm. to be able to look at his own, his own mistakes and be like, I haven't actually invested in this relationship yeah and I don't think it was until that point where he can go okay the way I was living didn't work for me okay I cared only about my job and when he was able to when that was essentially cancelled for him and he didn't have that and he was like okay now I have this focus this energy and this introspection that is brand new to him where he was able to actually look at her as a pair as an equal the way he didn't yeah. before and then build a relationship from that, but I don't think their relationship was actually anything real until that happened. And they were already, yeah, like, but, were forties, like
2: yeah. It was it was like the reality of the sort of shared grief that they had, like kind of sort of brought out this thing that was always kind of there, probably in the background for him at least, anyway. Um, kind of brought it into the foreground again, or well, for the first time. i think
0: for me as well it's encouraging to see um that there's this there is i think there is a spiritual dimension to hamilton i don't i I want to be as as respectful and and tactful as i can be here because i know that that neither of you share my beliefs but and i don't think it's heavy-handed but there is that bit in hurricane where hamilton says you know, when my prayers were met were met with indifference, I picked up my pen, I wrote my own deliverance.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that, but the shift that really happens for him, you know, you hear him say, and it's quiet uptown. And I pray that never used to happen before. And then Angelica says, just there's such power in this line. And I think the way she delivers it as well when she sings there's a grace too powerful to name Mm -hmm. and they on the chorus all sing forgiveness Mm -hmm. and that's where the that's where the power is it's not this he realizes it's not this self-sufficiency I'm not saying that the answer to that for everybody is God it has been for me but that that humbling Mm -hmm. and I'm also not one to say that Oh, you know, you know to, to see the positives out of, of losing a child, no, because yeah. I think that's trite and, and very disrespectful to say that. You would never wish that it would come to a life event like that to mm. realize your own shortcomings and to take a different path in life. But there, there is something very beautiful that does come from that because he learns, I do not deserve to have you by my side. I don't deserve this free grace and forgiveness that you're pouring out on me at all mm-hmm. and he's so overwhelmed by it by it, that silent cry that he does in that song where he where he, mm-hmm. he, he opens his mouth in anguish but the audience doesn't hear it mm-hmm. it's like that privacy of moment between the two of them I think there's something deeply spiritual about it and it, it really it really touches my heart in that way as well um yeah I nice. love that
1: I think it is. I think it's one of those things of when they're at their weakest. I think his ego has been taken away at that point. Like everything yeah. he thought he had, this like... Confidence. It's all been stripped back, yeah. It's uh-huh. all meaningless now. He had this really strong idea of who he was, what his life is going to be from day one. He's, yeah. I'm not going to miss my shot. I'm, I'm, I'm this type of person. I'm going to reach these heights. I'm going to be known for... He talk about how he wants a war so he can prove his value and all this stuff of he just wants to be known and be respected and have this like basically for people to see him as he sees himself but just someone worthy of respect because that's all he wants and then when he gains it and then loses it and I think it strips away all that stuff where he's like okay maybe it's not about legacy and it's not about ideals and it's not about how other people see me it's about who actually am I, as a man, who am I? Yeah, as am a person, I, yeah. Near me, who cared about me. Because he essentially got his son fucking murdered. Like, <laughs> so, <laughs> which we've yeah. about. He killed his fucking son. And then, it's, um, and obviously ruined his career, cheated on his wife. And then he's like, well, actually, okay, maybe if I look in the mirror for just a minute here, I'll see, I'm not as worthy of respect is what I thought and it is that forgiveness not just between them as a couple but of himself and of his own flaws mm, and being able yeah. to be like okay I'm just a human I'm a human person who is flawed because up until that point he doesn't acknowledge that in himself like he says oh I'm going to start listening to Bar, I'm going to talk less and smile more but he doesn't think it's because he's wrong he thinks nobody else can see it on him he's like oh they're not they're not able to keep up with me they don't understand me it's not that what he's saying is wrong it's that everyone else around him is wrong for not understanding so he's going to suit them and it's not until in that moment of forgiveness where he's like actually I'm going to just forgive myself for not being perfect and for having these flaws and just be who I am and work through that Mm -hmm. and I think that's like when this big change comes um of like his character doesn't last long but i think that's like the big thing of being able to just be human and not a career politician or in an army or yeah like a a facade of that to like present an
0: image yeah and he does start to slow down there's a like it's almost like he's kind of caught off guard when they're having this intense um debate over you know who's going to be the next president and you know they're asking him what he thinks and and he just kind of wanders on stage and he's like he's still kind of in that it's quiet uptown mode he's still in grieving keeping yeah. my life back together mode and he, he that's when you start to see him really start to slow down and 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 not put as much stock in what he once did and in the meantime you see burst speeding up
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. you know
0: and that like we had a discussion didn't we Sarah last night as well about um when bar is slighted and Hamilton says well you guys know what I think um yeah Jefferson has beliefs bar has none yeah and you know it and bar interprets that, that as, he did this just to keep me from winning. Like, you've kept me out of the room where it happens for the last time, and it's like...
1: This isn't about you, dude. That was I...
0: nothing to do with it. Yeah. But his perception is so fixed on... It's like, and I've mentioned this, I think, in part one, they both deal with their orphanness in different ways. Yeah. Hamilton is like, survival mode, and Burr is like, self-preservation. And it's like he has seen Hamilton as somebody that's trying to take away his toy the whole time, mm-hmm. and he cannot let that drop.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a very like victim complex that Bar has. Oh, but yeah, I look, yeah. like
0: I love Bar, right?
1: Like I have a personal oh, too.
0: Spot. But, yeah. like,
1: the whole way through, he does have this thing of. Um, Feeling like he he takes to me. In competition with hamilton and like as if yeah. hamilton's out to get him hamilton has his own goal and ambition but is just someone who's nearby to him it's not someone he considers a threat in any way whereas burt is so threatened by hamilton and even in like that final duel with them and he's like well why was he wearing his glasses if not to take deadly aim He was wearing glasses, and it must be about me. It's obviously because he's out for me because he wants to kill me. And it's like, or maybe the guy was just fucking blind. Like, like, (laughs) it's not about you. Like, people who wear glasses all the time just wear them all the time. It's dawn, it's still dark. But he has this thing in him, and it's not until afterwards when he then is singing about how there was room enough for both of them. But it mm-hmm. took until Hamilton was completely removed from the planet for him to then go, Oh, maybe actually. I don't think could- that was about me. <laughs> for <him. laughs> yeah. uh-huh. But Uh-oh. it takes until he kills,
0: literally, until he kills him to then go, oh, I probably didn't need to do that. Well, we the problem apologize. hasn't but, been uh, solved. I'm still in my skin I and still hate myself. Yeah, mm-hmm. and everybody now hates me. Um,
2: but uh, yeah, but then it's also kind of like you know how when you try and like overanalyze things about people that you really love or care about, mm-hmm. I think it. I think that is a part of it as well because I think even though, Amy never voiced this or they didn't show it in the right ways, they do have a love for each other
1: in yeah. a way.
0: No, definitely. Are you like- shoving Baron Hamlet in that? <laughs> That where this I'm is going are we gonna see a point you pop up on movie. a
2: fan fiction website <laughs> mate there must be so much hamilton bar honestly oh there must but be. yeah it's there is there is a love whatever way you want to put that love whether it's sibling or romantic or a friendship that never was whatever but it, there definitely is yeah. a love there
1: makes sense because they both shared so many of their ideals and their passions yeah. all this stuff that was the reason why they kept bumping heads because they were so like intrinsically linked through their careers through their mm-hmm. life yeah that I think Hamilton could have saw like a comrade in bar of someone who's yeah. like quite in the same struggle as me and we could be really great and the whole time bar's like he is coming for my life he has everything he's doing everything that I'm doing why is he copying me why is he following me and then having more yeah. success than me and that's not mm-hmm. fair and it is that like I think I- like um maybe like a younger sibling thing of oh but I wanted to do that and they did it first and like don't copy me (laughs) I'm willing to say this I think it is like a younger being like absolutely I wanted to do that and why are why are you getting to do stuff that I'm not allowed to do and I think that's the way he viewed like his relationship with Washington Mm, yeah absolutely from when it happens, I want to get to hang about with Daddy Washington. Nice. Not- <laughs> oh, <laughs> Who doesn't want to hang about with Daddy Washington? By the way, yeah, Daddy Washington. But-, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it is that thing. That's what it feels like to me. I don't think it mm-hmm. feels. I don't ship them. I think they have like a very sort of brotherly thing. Yeah. And his pals are taking the piss out of barn and they're like, "No, go away, like leave him alone." And he's like sticking up yeah. for him. He's, he's like, says well, it that's, in that- that's when the ship started to sail. That was when the ship started to sail for
2: a lot of people, obviously.
0: <laughs> and the world was wide enough. You know, he says it himself. bar my first friend, my enemy. He was the first person that he's... Yeah. That he- as soon he as he got into meet. America
1: and he bit Burr and he was like, oh my God, yeah. help me. He met all the people he ended up uh, But yeah, it was Burr that made that possible for him. But Burr couldn't see that. He couldn't go, I've led him to this place of success. Mm-hmm he because at the very start when he meets but he's going oh I wanted to do what you did how did you graduate so quickly how did you do this and he's like really looking up to him and Bird didn't have that self-confidence to go I helped him be successful instead he's looking at that and going I am not as successful as him so I failed looking at himself Mm -hmm. and his own failures and it's not until after Hamilton's gone that he's then able to be like actually we weren't ever competing because we didn't want the same thing we weren't trying to get the same end result we weren't competing because we didn't want the same yeah. prize but it took until the end for that to be apparent and it's sad because they could have been such good friends and they could have had a nice life and then they wouldn't have shown
0: no, it's no. like there could have been more,
1: even there could be more.
0: It, could have been, it could
2: have been friends to enemies to lovers to enemies to lovers again <laughs> we spend way hand.
0: too much time on archive
2: of our own We really do. It's not healthy. Someone save us! No. And my
1: Hamilton research today found out that Hamilton was at least bi, possibly gay in real life. So was everyone in the past. Aye, and like absolutely. So he was writing. He was writing saucy letters to who was it? I talked to you about this earlier, Julie. Aye, the 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 Lafayette. No,
2: not Lafayette.
1: Lauren. Was it? Aye. Aye. him and John Lawrence had all these saucy letters and stuff and then apparently him and Lafayette had an affair
0: Ah, Lafayette was probably having an affair with anything 10-5 minutes in a room with him you're like
1: yeah. but like Hamilton's real life like grandchildren used to call them the gay trio (laughs) the thing that they knew and then Lafayette's nickname for Hamilton was my little lion
0: and I think that's Oh adorable. That that was that was their version of Daddy. It uh, is? Is it is the kinks? The kinks oh, and is. This, this is not, this is That's the only that time line. I will use that phrase because I loathe it. But that, ah. that <laughs> I'm more <laughs> comfortable with my little line than daddy, I must be honest. Ah, it's I'm quite, not gonna it's use cute. it in a romantic situation, but I do prefer it. It's, it's quite cute. I think it's I think it's got a cute wee oh, innocence
1: to it. Cute yeah mm-hmm. little lion, and i think it's so funny because then obviously like the entire movie is about how he kind of loves these two women or three possibly with mariah and you're just like he just loves everybody there's just one <laughs> orange representation here like <laughs> it's been straight washed <laughs> like oh yeah, well yeah but you can't have it all and in other ways it is very perfect so I'll let go of the fact yeah. and I, I don't think they could have included any more affairs there just wasn't time it's,
2: <laughs> like, it's, it's all the, oh, no. there wasn't time even though it's like four hours long it's, it's all implicit it's all implicit it's there for you to look for if you're so that way like, contact
1: like, if you watch it with enough yeah. like, there'll be something
0: yeah I I, mean, look Lin-Manuel has gone a particular direction with it he's executed it almost perfectly and uh, you know I think you can yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that's been hotly debated i, mean, I think the minute you touch anything historical oh you are opening yeah. yourself up to a world of criticism yeah. because ba- battle reenact yeah do not yeah. tread onto our territory no. unless you are gonna be a hundred percent accurate to everything yeah, yeah. that happened
2: like yeah. battle reenact when people are coming for you
1: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah like to be like okay the musical of hamilton is not historically accurate i'm fine with that It is absolutely i'm fine with that hamilton was a slaver he was fine with having slaves and they make it in the musical as if like he was like really stand up and against it He made us all his money but <laughs> right? like that was his start in his career that's mm-hmm. how he made money and then eliza's family Made their money out of
0: slavery as well, and you're like, it was so ingrained into every oh absolutely asset of life at that time. There was almost Uh no way of avoiding it. Yeah,
1: Yeah. Jefferson, funnily enough, was quite anti-slavery, like at the time, despite how he's portrayed. But it's um, so I watch him knowing historically it does it isn't what happened. Yeah. there are bits of it obviously that are true, like in the Reynolds pamphlet, they're actually quoting lines of it are actually quoting what he said in the Reynolds pamphlet. So there's bits of it where you're like, that's very spot on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not really about history. It's like a sort of or I how I take it is a sort of like um like a fanfic about Hamlet. Yes. <laughs> like, <not really. laughs> yeah. And Manuel well wrote his own fanfic. Yeah, that's it. He's just wrote his yes. sort of fanfic. I'm fine <laughs> with
2: that. Me
0: too. <laughs> I think what he's had is an intense fever dream Yeah, well, that. But in the same way that I've had a very intense reaction to Hamilton itself, mm-hmm. I imagine that's probably how Len Manuel felt when he wrote that book about Hamilton's life. He's yeah. had an intense experience with a piece of art, you know kind of technically not art because I think it was an actual historical book that although I'm not sure was it just was it an was it a biography or was it I can't remember the book that Lin-Manuel was inspired by but I don't know he had a reaction to that and Hamilton was born you know seven intense years of how do I articulate what's happened in my heart discovering all this stuff about Hamilton
2: Yeah. How do I like project my love into this and make other people love and obsess over it also? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think he's read it and had a feel for how he viewed Hamilton as a character and Mm -hmm. I think he's expanded on that where it is in the area of what happened historically, but I think they've been made to be likable, relatable characters. It's a character. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's not character driven, yeah. Like, it has to be people who you can fall in love with and who, although they are all flawed people, who you can see yourself in or see other people in and have, like, a connection to. And I think with historical figures especially, and especially very powerful historical figures, well, it's victors of like history. People who are in power have people write, them as very strong powerful people without flaws and then it becomes hard for people to care about them now looking back like okay cool so they were like the king of this country and they did x y and z and it's like that doesn't relate to me in any way so having an emotional side to him with his relationships with his friendships with his rivalries and being like right okay so actually it's just a dude like he's just a person who did a job like he started doing this, like he wanted to start finding that war when he was like what 19 when it starts, like of the show Hamilton. Like mm-hmm. when I was 19, oh my god, I would never like I don't know, it's yeah. just it was like but we know did these things, we, and you're like,
2: Yeah, but what? like we we know that we we've got like well, if nothing like really horrendous happens to you that you've got like a way longer life ahead of you than these guys did man like if this de- if disease didn't get them war would so like at 19 you were already like how we'll be at like 40 <laughs> they were like already halfway through their life like if you made it to like your 30s back then it was like old
1: age they all lived really long lives like obviously them, but like Yeah, i think because there is a thing about lifespan then although the average lifespan was like 40 that's because I- like people died so much when they were babies that it skewed all the expectancy. Mm-hmm. I think if you take out like yeah. infant mortality, the Ashford Lifestyle is probably about 60-ish. Still not mm-hmm. great, but they didn't have cures yeah. for anything, so it makes sense. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think like to be 19, even good into like his 20s and 30s because he's like, what, in his 40s when he dies, I think? So, or maybe 50s. Yeah. 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 And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I think it like you forget with historical figures, especially like especially the further back in history you go, you kind of forget of them being real people. And I think oh, yeah. did a really good job of showing these figures from George Washington all the way through, like all the cast, and even Adam Burr at the end, and he's like, "Oh, now I'm the I'm like the enemy in the history books." Yeah. Oh, yeah. Humanized in it that I'm like. But you're not an enemy in my heart. <laughs> like, yeah. No.
2: Yeah. And like, well, that's the thing. Like, real history isn't like black and white words and images on a page. Like, it's 3D. They, they were once 3D characters and people. Yeah. And like, that's what he kind of tried to do here. He's like, well, not everything's black and white. Like, it's basically everyone is grey. And I'm going to show you how grey everyone is.
0: Yeah. yeah. 100%. Hmm. I think there's an interesting thing as well about Hamilton always feeling he's so scarred by what happens in his early life this idea that death is constantly stalking Mm him you know that recurring line I imagine death so much it feels more like a memory is this where it gets Mm -hmm. me and right at the end it's like I think it's like seven feet ahead of me and then and then in the last one the 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 last number just as he he, as he dies he says several feet ahead of me it's like Mm -hmm. it's this specter that's hunting him down and he knew not only because of lifespans but because of his personal experience you know it wasn't expected that he would live longer mm. than 20 and it's this desperation to cram everything Yeah, that's why he's not
1: Paul. That's why he's like... Almost like a weird that. premonition. Why do you write like you're running out of time? Yeah. Because he thinks he is. When he's talking about when he's dead and he's yeah. sick and he's like, why didn't I die when I was 12 and when the tornado hit him and why didn't I drown? Why didn't I die then? And then the army and he's talking about, oh, I wish there was a war I could fight in because I could die for the country. And even him, and I think it's Burr, they make a joke of, oh, he died and it's like, oh, that's the easy way, living is harder.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and it's this whole way through like he's like why am I still here why am I still living how is this keep happening so at every moment he's like so aware of his own fatality that he does write like he's running out of time because he's very aware that he possibly could be he knows exactly that life is a very finite thing he saw people pass away he saw his mum die and stuff so he's like life is so finite if I want to say something I have to say it right now I'm writing everything down because he wants to leave a legacy in whatever years he does have whether that be 20 or 100 he wanted his legacy to be there and be concrete which is why when Eliza burned his letters it's so
0: perfect punishment
1: for him as a person because yeah i
0: never thought of that that's like the ultimate thing that she could have done was burn something he'd written
2: yeah
0: because he's
1: like like you betrayed me guess what i'm betraying your legacy how well historians won't know they let yeah. the letters that could have redeemed you not redeemed him publicly redeemed him historically when yeah. people look back on their relationships on his life there's his writings his opinion but the people in his life that loved him his wife and there's nothing yeah. Yeah. that's not going to look cute for him and she knows <laughs> that's not cute <laughs> <laughs> absolutely uh-huh. but then like, you know what? fuck you in your words you don't yeah. no one it. you don't deserve it
2: but then after that, he does genuinely
1: stop acting like he's
2: running out of time, even though he actually is. I going to say that he's hiring <laughs> ever- he throws
0: away his shot. Yeah. <laughs> he gives himself willingly over yeah. to
1: it. it. Burr does not hesitate <laughs> and Hamilton throws away his shot. I know. So here you go. Because Ham- so his first thing yeah. is wait for it, wait for it. But he did not wait. He didn't wait to see what Hamilton would do.
0: And I noticed as well for the first time when he sees Alexander raise his gun, he shouts, Wait! Mm-hmm. To him! There you go. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I feel like we're all that mean with all the like the symbols and equations? Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and it's one sort of the women's, women's faces. But it's just like hamilton lyrics like, instead of mathematic equations it's like it's to make a tick tock out of that just like, people realizing a new thing about hamilton and the equations like popping oh up. the other yeah.
1: one that blew your mind last night as well eliza is the only one throughout the entirety of it that doesn't rap. yeah things because she, she no, was beat boxes she had more time than anyone she didn't need to hurry and everything ah, and it's deliberate and she takes her time with everything the only time I think that she's actually very quick I think is when Philip is dying and she's there with him and she's mm-hmm. quite quick she's still singing yeah. because he's running out of time mm-hmm. but through the rest of it she's like very slow and deliberate in her word choice and it's all very ballady and taking her time mm-hmm. because she's got more time than anyone else on the stage yeah
0: that's so Gordon interesting, by the me. way. I just what you always wanted he gives you more
1: time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's what Lynn Manuel's done so well because, okay, the songs are great. Yes, we all know the songs are great. They're catchy, mm-hmm. they're fun. Anyone, like, they're addictive. But more than that, I think it's been so carefully thought out and planned. Through every like interaction they have, even like when you see them in background, when they kind of interact with one another, it's not even lines, it's not even necessarily relevant, but they have all these like little moments between them in the background of the show. Um, the way that people move, the way time changes, the way the set's used, the set itself, we've not even talked about the set, (laughs) it's so amazing. Yeah. And it's like every single aspect has been thought out. Like, yes, there will be flaws in any piece of work because it's just like people, everything has flaws, and it's not a perfect yeah. thing whatever. But it's so well done; it's meticulous, and I know it was his passion project for like years. He spent a really long time on yeah. it, But it paid off hugely. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, absolutely. Holy. Yeah, but not one, not one set single thing is is wasted or for the sake of it. Mm-hmm. And it's that's naw. that's the real thing that commands respect from me I think yeah. um thoughtful the whole thing is thoughtful His word choices yeah. are
1: thoughtful yeah. the choreography the the stage blocking the way everything is done and every time you watch it you do notice something else or you pick up a lyric or a, a moment and you're like holy yeah.
0: shit what you're but like, I'm okay. glad I, I noticed those things as an afterthought and that the initial thing for me which is the litmus test for me with any piece of art is that it is utterly Penetrated the deepest parts of my heart.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Natalie's still unclear. Yes, I mean, still need, remains. You, no, and by the, the way, we, we we're teasing you about that, but <laughs> there there's no. We're, we're not putting any expectation that yeah. that will change. And there's gonna be yeah. things that you're gonna have that are gonna penetrate your heart that that aren't gonna even touch. Yeah, you, Sarah, so, absolutely. That's um, just to be as.
2: Like, I feel like, do you know what it is, right? It's like, I understand all of this and I really appreciate it all. And the characters, the the characters I do completely, like, it's so cleverly done and everything. And I do empathise and sympathise with the characters, but I just, I don't know what it is. I
0: don't know what it is. It's undefinable. Like, there's no way of ever predicting... What or indeed who is gonna penetrate your heart. Yeah, it just happens. It's the same principles with art as it is in life with people. Mm -hmm. So sometimes there is just no rhyme or reason for it. Someone expects it, that's the excitement that someone expected. (laughs) But that's the excitement of art. Yeah. Music, film,
1: books. all of my favorite everything's right. So favorite albums, Uh uh art, movies, books, whatever. It's always been stuff that I didn't like the first time. That's or true. I don't I didn't yeah. like stuff where I've been like, and then I watch it again. I'm like, okay, it's better. And again, and again. And it's because to me, something isn't my favorite unless I know I'm not going to get bored of it. Yeah, and I think having to watch something two or three times to feel that connection and then on the 10th time you're like oh my god I'm noticing stuff underneath it to the point where then when it's your 100th watch or something you're just enjoying it because you already know everything yeah. that is about it and you've seen it like every detail of it and you're like I can just enjoy this forever because there's so much in it that I'll never be bored and to me I think Hamilton has that the first time I watched it I thought it was Good but overhyped The second time I watched it I thought it was better The first time I listened to the soundtrack without watching it I was like oh shit this actually really is something And it took that time To build and grow on me And it's one of those things yeah. if I watch something Unless I obviously if I watch a movie and I know it's trash I'm like that was a trash movie would <laughs> but but probably be my favourite movie Yeah but I'll watch stuff <laughs> And at the end, if I go I don't know how I feel about that I probably love it I just need time mm. To get to know that about it but that's the stuff I think that makes the impact is when... It, not that it has to earn your love because it's always been amazing, but I think when yeah. it deserves the time. Sarah makes
2: the,
0: you work for it. Yeah.
2: yeah. Like, I'm you, very impatient. I'm like, if I don't like this in- instantly, I'm like, yep, I give up on it. Never watching that again.
1: <laughs> like If I like something and I think it's amazing the first time I watch it, yeah. I'm probably never going to think it's my favourite of anything because I'm like, oh, it was great and I'm kind of done with it I won't think about it again I might yeah. watch it like a couple more times like as a film or whatever because I know I like it but it's never going to be my favorite because it's not made me think deeply enough about it it's mm-hmm. not made me it's not like hit deep enough for me to have, yeah like, I get that I need to like think on things and like let it just sit with me for a while and then I like yeah. it and I think having ticked those boxes for me where Every time I watch it, I see new things. I have these, even like having the conversation with to you tonight, yeah. and i have seen stuff, and I'm like, holy shit, yeah, you're right. Like I've not thought yeah. of it. Like, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Have you have you ever had that gestation period, Natalie, where something hasn't immediately <laughs> made an impact, but later on, uh, I was going to see. Grown. I'm interested to know whether this is like a personality. Yeah, i to say I think or... this
2: is a problem. Like that's the problem why I'm not connecting <laughs> with this because the thing is. If I love something and I become obs- i I love it and become obsessed with it immediately from like the second that I see yeah. it, it captures everything about me. I become obsessed with it. I watch it repeatedly or listen to it repeatedly. Yeah, I'm very
0: much learn, like that learn too. everything
2: about it, right? Um, whereas if it's something that I watch and I'm like, okay, there's parts of that I didn't really understand. I I don't love it. Like I'll maybe come back to it another time, like later. But that so I'm like the opposite way. I only obsess over things that I instantly love, and I feel like I don't, I don't give things a lot of breathing space. Like if I don't love it within like the first like, especially with music, <laughs> I don't love it within like the first like thirty seconds. I'm like, right, no,
0: <laughs> I don't like
2: it. Moving on.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, like music, I'm like, I'll say there's like a specific song from an artist I hear and I go oh that's kind of fun like and I put them on Spotify and then like you're going through their track list you know like, the other songs are different and like I'll always <laughs> I'll take one or two songs like off an artist I want to try it and I'll put it into a playlist yeah so I can just hear them in the mix mm-hmm. because if I just go and listen to a full album I'll ruminate on it too long And then I won't ever make a decision And I don't like all new things I have to think on it slowly So I'll maybe have one song that moves into a playlist And go, okay I know I like this song This is the one I heard first And I'll move like another one over Where I'm like okay that seems like a good vibe and then as I know those songs and they become regular listens, i go, okay, I'll go back. Now that I've got a few songs, I know I can go back to the album and try a few more and see how I get on. But yeah. I really have to work to like things. I have to, like, spend time, which is why I've got, like, 10 movies I watch on a loop and about hundred <laughs> films that I listen to and nothing else because it's too
2: hard. <laughs> this is so amazing, Amy. And, like, this has actually been, like, the most, like, Thing that i've learned the most from tonight that people obviously process things in a totally different way and people process hamilton in a totally different way and the reason obviously why i'm processing it differently is because i haven't instantly like fallen like under its spell it's part
0: of your nature to make a very quick quintu- yes. decision about something and be, and be very instinctive uh-huh. about it whereas with sarah it's like it's considered yes. And she's the, very much but, the part of this piece. 100%. She's, she's, can, she, I, she's considering all her options and like, how far yeah. can I let you into my yeah. world? And the thing is, whereas me and Natalie, if we like something, the floodgates are open. It's open season yeah. in our world. Come yeah. in.
1: As a personality, I would say I'm much more like a Hamilton person. I don't have that yeah. drive to like work. I don't want to do that. But both of them are like work oriented. I don't want to work. I don't want to have fun. Yeah. But I'm That's very fair. much like that. Feeds like my desire to do fun stuff all the time. I'm like, I just want to mm-hmm. um vibe, I just want to hang out, do what I want to do, and just do what I like. I don't want to do absolutely. And I think that body is much more method I'm not a methodical person, I'm impulsive, but the way not act- with things you like, though, no, no, not interesting, things. but the way- Once, yeah. once
0: yeah. Really like, liking, the that's fine, definitely-
1: they're in, mm-hmm. yeah, That a show. Mm-hmm. To like, so like with books not so much I think with books like I'll just sit down and I'll, I'll read a book cover to cover and then immediately I'll kind of know how I feel about it I might think on it for a little while before I'm like this is worth like reading again and again see but, I've not
2: even I, I've not even made it like three or four pages into books sometimes if I know it, I instantly dislike it I don't even give it a chance to redeem itself I'm like
1: no nope. <laughs> I have never I, I never turn movies off midway through. This is something that my husband Craig does all the time. Mm. He'll put on a movie and in half an hour and just go, i not feeling it and turn it off. I'm like, <laughs> That's psychopathic to me. I don't understand that. I'll watch it the entire way through and then I'll sit for half an hour and think about what I've just seen. Yeah, and be like, like I, wish, I wish I'd
2: turned it off, but also I could never do that because I still had to see how it ended, which I totally oh. understand
1: with books, I've kind of gotten busy and then forgotten about them. But yeah, I've conscious decision of this book is not good, I'm closing it yeah. and I'm walking away from it. Like I'll oh, read on that quite a lot of times. Time, unless like I like have that like fixate So like I'll pick up a book and I do nothing else for days until it's finished. And then I won't read yeah. again for months and then I'll find a book and weekend committed to books again. But yeah. if I start reading a book and then something happens and I'm busy and I forget. I forget about it I might never finish it because it's mm-hmm. not what I'm currently focused but on it's now. not consciously yeah, yeah I've not decided like yeah. this isn't immediately grabbing mm-hmm. my attention so I I'm going to put it away I don't think I've ever consciously or like purposefully given up on a book partway yeah. through the idea of that scares me <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know if it's good. Like, me, you shows know, some people like, it doesn't get good till the second season. That's fine. I won't know if I like it till the fourth season.
2: Oh, like, that's amazing. That's too late for me. <laughs> I've I've jumped off after the pilot. If I don't instantly fall in love, I'm like, nah, see you later. Mm.
1: Nah, I'm watching a show just now. I'm in the third season of it, and I was talking to Craig last night. I, was like, I don't know if I like it.
0: That's amazing. <laughs> when I mean, will you
1: know? Probably about a year after it's what? finished airing. I don't know. <laughs> what is it you're watching tonight? Oh, it's like a cartoon on Netflix, right? And I just put it right. on because like the clip <laughs> is, <laughs> funny. But right. it was um it's called um I think almost there is what it's called, but it's like a couple in right. like early 30s and I've got a kid. And it's just like I would I would like to say it's sort of it Rick and Morty humor if Rick and Morty wasn't pretentious. It's okay. like, like well, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah like and i do like rick and morty but it's pretentious mm-hmm. and wanky and the mm-hmm. fan base ruined it. and yeah. it's that type of thing of um these like young kind of millennial like hi- like the millennial thing of they still have flatmates who are a young divorced couple who still live together because they can't afford <laughs> rent but they've got a kid who's like five and it's them just like trying to live life and it's quite silly right so there's times when i'm watching it and the whole episode i'm like this is so fucking stupid and then something <laughs> happened that makes me laugh and i'm like it's really good though and then i'll be watching it i'm like is it good though? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know i keep watching it though so it can be bad but i'm not <laughs> sure that's
2: that, it this is where we're crossing over again now because i now don't actually know what's good or bad anymore like i literally have no idea if anything is good or bad at <laughs> all
1: like me and Craig watched um the new Bo Burnham special right inside and immediately I finished it and I just went (sighs) I just don't know that I loved it I was like I just (laughs) and I'm sitting I'm like you know what I'm just not feeling it but then the song so my TikTok knows apparently that I have depression because it's just all songs from inside and it's literally just being fed back to me and I'm there like oh you it's go. So funny the songs really are so good and I'm like mm-hmm. you, need, you need to watch it I think I need to give it a second chance I think I was too quick to decide because it wasn't what I expected
2: like, well, and
1: now I love it and I'm like I don't know what happened there well I know exactly what happened because it happens <laughs> with everything apparently that I consume and I've never <laughs> put much thought into it before but yeah <laughs> I like oh it's
0: fascinating man it's totally fascinating isn't it yeah. I love the direction that this conversation is is taking. It's not Maybe it was it. never
2: about Hamilton or Hamilton.
0: The world was wide enough for Hamilton and everything else. Uh, exactly. Here <laughs> yeah. um,
1: exactly. we do. Um, favourite character, favourite song from the entirety of Hamilton. Ooh, as- oh, Hussein is given us
0: a segment. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my that, gosh. I guess like as a roundup, we've moved on from Hamilton now. So, so just like to Favourite cap character, off. favourite song. Yeah. Oh. It doesn't need to be a song of that character because I don't
2: I don't right. think I, but I think. Okay. Oh Nats, you go first. Uh also I probably won't know any of the correct song titles here, so you can just uh let me know. Um favorite character is Defo Lafayette slash Jefferson. Mm.
1: He's the one who I fancy the most, but he's not oh, like a absolutely. character absolutely like individual. But like I, I, am obsessed with him.
2: No, it? love him. I just think he's so cool because he's separate from like I feel, I feel like I get, I'm getting too close to like Camel and all that. Right, it's like so, he, he's like you've got a wee bit of distance from him, but he's so mm-hmm. cool and he represents like another side. Yeah.
1: To
2: to to the story, really, right? So I do, I really do like him. Um,
1: yeah.
2: I really do. Favorite song oh that is tougher
1: yeah there's so many
2: Uh, there's so many good ones damn um i would say from the the first half i think can can i take one from each half it's your show (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i was gonna say it's (laughs) joint our
0: podcast i would
2: go i would go for the first half like
0: Natalie's getting updated about her conservatorship. Um, Sorry, I'm back, guys. Um, so
2: yeah. I would say from the first half, uh, whatever that song Angelica's called, wait, uh, Angelica's called? Angelica sings, where she's talking about how uh, she's, like, been in love with Hamilton the whole time. Yeah,
0: satisfied.
2: Yes, for right. So that's, that's yeah. my favourite one from the first half. Mm-hmm. Um, from the second half... Mm. harder i think probably the first eight mile rap battle because i was sh- i was shocked <laughs> that it was happening i was so shocked that it was happening yeah. and so pleased
1: yeah it's it. like in video when you hear it like, oh my god wait what and then they have the mic drop and you're like holy shit I never it. Yeah. yeah 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 so i would say that okay it's fair
0: I'm just going to go on how I feel right now because it's probably going to be one of those things that just that changes over time I think it's already changed mm-hmm. um times satisfied times. you know <laughs> helpless mm-hmm.
1: hey I think my favorites
0: have changed it four times since I asked the question yeah, yeah exactly
1: yeah
2: help,
0: helpless through to satisfied was always a no-brainer for mm. me to be the mm-hmm. the kind of outstanding musical moment mm-hmm and then it kind of for a while it was actually non-stop the last song from the first mm-hmm. half I love that too and um I felt quite a personal connection with that song at one point because I really threw myself into a lot of pursuits during lockdown that I, I don't that I wonder whether I would have thrown myself into if I hadn't started to evaluate things in my life mm-hmm. and they're only little things they're not huge things but I've been a bit more aware of my potential in the workplace you know I'd, I'd taken on a couple of courses to kind of boost my prospects a little bit I've, I've done other things as well so for non-stop kind of resonated with me for a long time but after tonight I will always say my favorite character will never never change it will always be Hamilton I know that's a really you know mundane response it's not really though. No, like that means that Lin-Manuel's uh, done his job well he's, he, he's who I've connected yeah. with I'll say at the moment actually one last time mm-hmm. is really getting under my skin Mm-hmm. you know the song yeah, that George that's amazing. Washington yeah. sings and 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 that bit where I had really had a moment as well and, and it shows you this shows you the difference between listening to the soundtrack and watching the movie because um the when Hamilton's ghost writing for Washington and he says the line um about how I have committed and many errors and when Hamilton's writing it about the man that he loves so much and looks up to so much, he, in the movie version he goes, many errors. And it's like he can't bring himself to
2: yeah. write
0: those words because he just can't see Washington in that way and Aww. that was a really beautiful moment. So yeah, I would I would say at the moment, uh, One Last Time is, is up there for me. It's the one that's floating Love around it. in my heart and my head. Fear.
1: What
0: about you, Sarah? the Daddy Washington. Oh <laughs>
1: <you're> no! <here. laughs> I think my favorite. I don't know. It changes. I, mean, yeah. I love Eliza so much, but also mm-hmm. Aaron Bur- I mean I love all of them. But I really like yeah. Aaron Burr. I like his like arc, and I think that usually, yeah. I- and I think he has some of the most like really beautiful kind of moments of like yes intimacy with the audience like yeah because he's, intentionally think, he's very for it that's yeah. all that's incredible and then he's got like dear theodosia mm-hmm. he has he's like and then at the end as well where he's got uh, the world was wide enough and i'm like he has these like very intense moments with the audience where he's like just directing at them he's alone on the stage or everyone's in the background and he's just like pouring out his heart where he's like i want so much and i'm so like scared to just go for it because everything's at risk and and it's just this like frag- fragility in it and then at the end he's
0: like, well, now I'm the bad guy and I'm like you're not the bad guy you just made a mistake my man it's okay <laughs> <laughs> but Leslie Odom Jr's performance mm. I gain more respect for him as an artist every time I yeah. see or listen to Hamilton mm-hmm. he's so, so I amazing think he's his bar, so amazing. I think He's so amazing yeah. so and
1: it's so well performed I think his songs are amazing
2: yeah I think it's so it's so restrained it's so restrained that I think in the hands of someone not as talented it would be difficult wow, to to connect or empathize or sympathize but it's not so it's
1: yeah it's just sure good, too good. And yeah. favorite songs first half has got to be skylar sisters work, work. It does.
2: like yeah. it just
1: and it's the song that like if i need to get shit done and i want to feel pumped up put it on yeah right work so that's <laughs> the one for me that i listened mm-hmm. to lost. most um and then from the second half I don't know. I'm going to look at my song list and just see. I don't know. I I really like a lot of them, actually. <sighs> like, obviously, there's ones like It's Quiet Uptown that are so nice. Yeah. And... What I miss is yeah. good, though, it's fun. Mm. see Noti this, not this is a classic. See This is a classic,
2: by the way. It's good. Say saying no, all this has get very like early kind of nineties, but also disco somehow still <laughs> um, like it's sleazy awesome. bedroom mixtape vibe. I love
1: it. <laughs> yeah, it's like very much with like see if the verses were different and not so much about like yeah, yeah
0: nothing more erotic than by the way you might not be <laughs> only one. Yeah, um, yeah.
2: Romantic songs to, like, screw to mm-hmm.
1: volume one. <laughs> romantic songs to have an affair to. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, say, say note of this. I'm going to go with it. It's saucy and I like it. Um... <laughs> it's good. It's good. But yeah. I like that. I feel like we're well-rounded between us all. We've got different yeah. characters different songs. we yeah. really the highlights of the show.
0: Definitely. Mm-hmm. This is... This has been awesome tonight. I've loved. We'll see if you minute can you go
1: to London and see it.
0: Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. And I've loved seeing two people that I'm so close to to bond together tonight. I I think the chemistry's oh, been really lovely, and and that's so special. Whenever we get a guest on, we we do want to. We don't want to just sit and have a dry analysis of something. Mm. We want there to be something magical. Yeah. And I think we captured that tonight and we hope that our listeners agree. And please go and check out Sarah's podcast, Raising Spirits.
2: Yeah.
1: Link it in the description below.
0: <laughs> I will link Absolutely. In the
1: description And below.
2: I'll I'll link I'll link it on all of the socials. Every
0: single a, one. We've apart only got two from Twitter. That. We might create <laughs> a Twitter account just specifically to promote Raising Spirits. We <laughs> and can then leave, and then leave. <laughs> and then, and then, yeah, and then leave once the job has been
1: right. done. We have a Twitter, but we don't use it because every time we post, they're just like, You're a robot, you're being suspended for three days. I'm, like, I'm not a robot, <laughs> what? It just doesn't like us, yeah. Because, like, when we're trying to, like, like obviously, we're trying to follow people who we follow on Instagram, so we're like, We're talking to like a few other podcasts and stuff that we follow on Instagram, so we'll go on like big following sprees on Twitter and then immediately, oh, just, yeah, you know, like, just let me follow people, like, I don't. And then we were trying to remove people that we'd followed because then we looked at their feeds and we're like, might have been questionable. Dodgy, like, Dude, we're dodgy, the last people web. that
0: need banned from Twitter. Yeah. It's a podcast <laughs> about freaking ghosts. That's the last thing we <laughs> yeah. need to be clamping down on Twitter. <laughs> we just, yeah. then, so we've just given up.
1: I think we've done like one tweet and just went, it's not for us. But Instagram. Oh, absolutely.
2: Instagram,
1: the, um, yeah, and that's where apparently everyone is these days anyway. So... I had to, I like don't have an Instagram for personal use. Like, and uh, ugh, people were messaging us on Instagram. And then I was like clearing the notifications. I was busy, but then I didn't know how to check the messages because I don't use Instagram. Oh, yeah. It's quite yeah. hidden. Yeah. And I was at my, um, like, my husband's mum's house, right? So, like, his little brother and his girlfriend are like 21. And we're like having lunch. And I was like, Lucy, how is it you check like messages on <laughs> oh. Instagram? She was like, how? Oh my God, you're a fucking boomer.
0: I was like, 27. <laughs> Like, <laughs> adorable oh, that's adorable. Don't call me a boomer, so I don't
1: know why. Why is the symbol for messages on Instagram a little arrow? Why is it not a like little a little arrow?
0: Yeah, it makes like, sense.
1: Any, anything. I thought it was be, about to be like a wee paper plane. Am I
0: being pure <laughs> idiotic? Oh, that My, makes way more sense.
1: <laughs> I think it is slide what? into
0: our paper planes, paper planes, guys. I'm way more comfortable with saying that than slide into. It? It? Oh, I definitely
1: get it. But you're, like your DMs. No, it is a right. paper plane. But
0: still, make it an envelope. S- like every other. A bet. And they might as well have a flipping carrier pigeon.
2: But that's what, the, that's what Instagram was initially trying to be. It was trying to be all like pure antique and all that. Mine, uh, mine I the symbol so, used so, yeah. Mind the simple used to be the kind of pure hipster Polaroid camera. Yeah. And then they changed it to the thing it is now because they clearly realised like, wait, hold on, there's like 15-year-olds using this. And yeah. they're like, no, so we're going to try to be cool now.
0: It's no longer 30 plus with their lattes. Aye. Well, exactly. if you're a 30 plus with your latte or if you're a 15-year-old... Please, Watch your <laughs> <Pass> <laughs> for more hilarity and mania and friends, absolutely, and, guests. and yes. we love you all. An
1: analysis of Hamilton is longer yes. than Hamilton itself, <laughs> yes, yeah. that was the goal,
2: that was the main goal. Mm-hmm. Lynn Manuel well thinks, Lin he can have, yeah, he thinks he can have the longest running thing on like anywhere, though. Thanks, so we're
0: coming for <laughs> you, thank think, again, we're coming for you. He's like, Lynn, I know more words than you do, boom. <laughs> yeah mind drops <laughs> exactly <laughs> guys we'll see you next week have a good one yeah ciao ciao
2: bye
0: <laughs> now I'm the villain in your history I was too young and blind to see I should have known I should have known the world was wide enough for both Hamilton and me. The world was wide enough for both Hamilton.